Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Chaffet, along with my good friend, good friend, Artemis Brower. Artie, how are we doing, my friend? Oh, man, we're good. We're good. We're almost at the end of the week. Honestly, this week flew by. I don't know about you, but for me, this week just absolutely flew by. Um, another another week of college football ahead of us. We got some got some growing pains. We're going to get into that, obviously. Could, could be better, but uh, we're back. We're back for another episode and happy to deliver for the people. For sure. Yeah, we're, we're back. Uh, Artie, the week has flown by just because I have been off of work all week. Um, yeah. I I visited Chi-Town this week. Let the, let the people know how you like my city. Tinley Park. I'm from Tinley Park. Chicago deep dish. <laughs> Owls. Italian beef. Had some fun at Wrigley, at Wrigley Park, um, Wrigley Field. Yeah, I mean, honestly, fun week. Already, I probably shouldn't be saying this. Uh, so, we, let, I'll just I'll, this is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. We went on the we went on this trip. It was a work conference for my wife. Yeah, and uh, we paid quite a bit of money for some of the for for me to go to some of the dinners. I'll, I won't say the amount, but we paid. Quite a bit. And one of the nights was hand-passed, like a hand-passed dinner. So what they were doing was they were just coming around and it was like hors d'oeuvres. It was small plates. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some things were good. Some things were, I was like, eh, it's yeah. a little hoity-toity for me, you know? I'm just a guy from Lexington, North Carolina. Yeah, give me, give me my food straight up. And anyways, I was like, if this is all we're getting for food, I'm, I'm a big guy. Some might say that I look like a, like a, um, <laughs> like an app, a famous App State alumni, Luke Combs. You know, I mean, that, hey, hence the shirt tonight. I was about to say you got you got the shirt on. You got, I, you got I did this on point. purpose. My man got the chest showing tonight. I see you. I did this on purpose, but already, um, no. So I was like, man, I'm not gonna get my money's worth out of this food. And it was a, it was an open bar. And I walked up to the bar and I said, I looked at it and I said, what are my options? I had, there was a fifth of, of makers, fifth of Elijah Craig sitting right there on the table. And I, I told the bartender, I said, I'm going to drink this whole bottle of Elijah Craig before I leave this place tonight. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, and- Why did you want to drink a fifth of liquor? Because I want, I wanted to get my money's worth for, from this dinner. So hold on, so so this dinner, like they provided this alcohol, like and you could just that this was something that you could do. You could just drink the whole. Oh, that's nice. That's and fair. so, and considering how much we had paid, I, I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah. If, I, if I drink the, if I drink this whole bottle of liquor, I got my money's worth. Yeah. And that's what we did. Now that's now that's an easy power for you. That's what we did. Your boy went shot for shot. By himself, <laughs> drinking Elijah Craig all night. I think hey, one listen, one other person got got a, got a drink from the Elijah Craig bottle, but I made sure that like I watched the I, I every time I'd go up there I'd, I'd say, "Hey, Mister Bartender, this is all me, right?" And he said, "Yes, yes, sir." And I was like, "All right." I, I did not feel great that night. Um, I know you did, but hey, what are you gonna do about it? Uh, but that, that was my, I mean, already we had a blast. We had a blast in Chicago. 
Good. Um, was Good. happy to get back. We got back last night late, like around 1 a.m. So, uh, yeah. Good to be back. Good to be back recording an episode with you. Artie, number 62. 162. Yes, sir. Of the Boneyard Podcast, number 62. I, I see you have one in the notes. I do. I, I'm debating whether this is chalk or not. Look. This is chalk. It's it's chalk, but it's also not chalk because it's one of the big uglies. All right. It's 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 a it's a unit that does not get love or praise. So yeah, it's chalk because when I say his name, everyone's gonna be like, okay, yeah, we know who that is, right? But like it's not like he's as famous as his brother, you know, who's That's like one of the greatest ever at, at his position. So I mean I, I gotta shout out the big uglies. So my 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 player for the week, number 62, Jason Kelsey. That's that's my guy. Honestly, he's a great pro. He's a great human being. You should see some of the uh, philanthropic work that he does outside in Philadelphia, outside of his community. He's a great dude. Has a podcast with his brother, uh, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you've ever seen their podcast. It's actually a pretty good podcast. I've seen clips. I've seen clips. I haven't I haven't listened to it full, full through. And I, I, I guarantee they probably haven't listened to ours full through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they do but that, I'll listen. It's pretty good. He's got he's got a really good personality. Jason Kelsey is more than a big LED that blocks from Jalen Hurts. He's got a really good personality, cool guy. Um, going to run through some of his stats real quick because, I mean, he's really one of the best, great offensive line in the NFL. Uh, round six pick to the Philadelphia Eagles back in 2011. Six-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, 176 career starts. And honestly, he's probably the best center in the league right now as it presently sits. So, Shout out to Jason Kelsey. Shout out to the Big Uglies. And uh, yes, it's chalk, but not really. <laughs> Jared, you're muted. Wow. There you wow. go. Wow. Wow. Rookie mistake. mistake. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Come on, Jared. I, I thought I had unmuted. I, I had to cough. I, I I was coughing up some of that bourbon from a couple nights ago. Um, <laughs> no, the that that's chalk. That's uh, if I'm making the final decision. That's chalk. Okay. That's chalk. Okay. How Mine's many times have you offensive lineman on this show? Mine's not chalk. Built like an offensive lineman, but didn't didn't play football, not, or at least not that I know. Probably did growing up in in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Number sixty two, okay. former Yankee, Joba Chamberlain. You know about him, Marty? What you know about Joba Chamberlain? Never heard of this guy. He, he, he kind of was like a flash in the pan, had had kind of a flash in the pan career. I mean, got really big, was dominant, uh, had, had a dominant strikeout rate there for a little bit. He he tried his hand at starting. That didn't really turn out. He, he honestly, I think the big, and this is coming from a big guy. I think the problem with him, he didn't have the stamina to be a starter in the major yeah. leagues. I mean, he, he's a big guy. Um, it, it, I mean, his height, weight, let's see, 6'3", 245 pounds. I mean, that, that's a big, that's a big dude on the mound. Um, but 2009 world series champ wore number 62 every year, except for when he was with the tigers for two years in 2014 and 2015 had 25 wins, 21 losses, 3.1, 3.81 ERA started 43 games in his career. But like I said, more known for being a good relief pitcher in his 10 years in the big leagues. Um, Artie, that's that's it for number 62 for me. I mean, 
don't know. There, there's not many 62s. There's not many. Who cares about that? Honestly, we're getting into the numbers now. Like, like 60s and 70s, we're gonna, it's, it's going to be hard pickings. When I, once we get into the 80s, you know, then, then we're back into – You got some wide receivers in there. Yeah, you got some, you got some decent – yeah, sixties and seventies. It's gonna be slim pickings. I'm a, honestly, right. I'm gonna make it my mission to find a hockey player for next week. I haven't done a hockey player in a long time. To make it my mission to find a sixty-three. Hey, sixty-three. I, I I said this before. Sixty-three is, has a special place in my heart. Joseph Vasacek, Carolina Hurricane. I, he was my sixty-three last time. I I'm not gonna pick him again. But I also say, hey, when I do the, I I love to play the be a pro mode. Mm-hmm. in all the video games and i always wear 63 on, on in my games if i if I, I i wore number 63 when you and i uh went b-side intramural runner up the the year that i mean it, if it wasn't for me we we wouldn't have even been in the championship game jared you did not have to mention on live that we were b-side <laughs> runner up i don't even need people to know this about me okay <laughs> we didn't no championships so. <laughs> Uh hey. Uh pain. That was pain. It was absolute pain. But it's okay. We 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 digress. Mm. I mean, it's like the Bills going to four straight Super Bowls and not win. We were basically the, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, well, we were clearly the best team, but pain. Yeah. That sucks. All right, Artie, let's get into the episode. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk some Marshall, talk about that uh dreadful fourth quarter against the Thundering Herd. And then, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk some App State towards the back half of the podcast. Uh, but first, let me tell you about the Variety Sports Podcast Network. The Boneyard Podcast is proud to be members of the Variety Sports Podcast Network. Lots of great shows. I think there's like six shows on tonight, live streaming across our entire platform. Uh, go check it out. Follow VSN. We're, we're live on VSN right now. So if you're watching on VSN, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter on, or on YouTube, hey, drop us a like. Go go find us on our socials, at Boneyard Podcast. But if you're watching on at Boneyard Podcast, go find out, uh, go find VSN, Variety Sports Network, and Variety Sports Collegiate. Um, all right, Artie. This game against Marshall. Yeah, let's get into it. Pirates fall. What was it? 31 13. I don't even have the final score. We Artie and I decided to leave after the two hour weather delay. We just, we finally decided to leave with five minutes left in, in the fourth quarter. I, I had a, I had an early wake up call. I had a 4 a.m. wake up call to fly to Chicago the next morning. Decided I did not want to be a part of, of the post game press conference. And I mean, can you really blame me? Um, Artie, what's the good? Was there any good against Marshall? Look, I, I'll, I'll say this: the 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 little good that there was was the defense did play good for three quarters. Now, obviously, we know what happened in the fourth quarter in that avalanche, which was you know um, spurred on by a trick play. It was very keenly, smartly called trick play because that was a perfect time to do. That, that. was a perfect time to call that play. No, yeah, I mean that was, that was brilliant, you know, play calling, honestly. Um, but the defense looked good for three quarters, and they they literally kept us literally. The only thing that kept us in this game for three quarters, the only reason why we had a lead going into the fourth quarter was our defense. Gift wrapped a touchdown for the offense in the first half by, you know, um, getting a fumble within the five-yard line. Still took our offense three plays to, to get into the end zone. Three plays, three yards. 
to get into the end zone, uh, mind you. But they got in, and, they, and that was a gift wrap touchdown from the defense, the only touchdown we had all game. So those are some of the bright spots. The defense has a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of upside on this defense. It looks a lot better than I thought they were going to look. Now, granted, again, they've given up 61 points in two games. Now, you know, one of those is Michigan. We get that. Um, but to give up 31 to Marshall is still not where you want to be to, to do what you did in that fourth quarter. But I will say the good was solid defense for most of the game and then that turnover. Yeah, I mean, even even late in the game, I mean, you have that, you have that trick play. One play, it's like one play, 75 yards, trick mm-hmm. play. Hey, all right, you're still in it. Well, after that play, Mason Garcia comes out and immediately throws an interception, I believe, on maybe the next play or, or two yeah, plays I, I, later. And, and he he stared that down. I mean, we saw that. Like, the, like the entire time pre-play, I was I was sitting there like I, I knew where he was throwing it pre-play. Yeah. He, he was throwing it. I, I can't remember who was, was wide out over there uh, on, on the Marshall sideline, but that's where he was going. Everybody in the stadium knew it. And unfortunately, so did the Marshall DB, right? I mean, that's one, that's one of the easiest interceptions you're going to get. Like, and then nobody, there was no way anybody was going to stop him. He jumped the route. I mean, that was one of the, like, I, I just knew, like, that was, that was about to be a pick six. I, I probably should have called it pre play. Like, this is a pick six. Like, and it was the first time that he really tried to even throw it downfield. Right, it it was and it was a decent pass, except it was to the wrong guy. Um, and you, you can't put that you don't put that on the defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, put them in great uh, field position, right? So, or that that was a pick six, right? That was. A I don't six. believe that was. No, I don't believe that was a pick six. I, they, I they ta- but they tackled him like fifteen yards to go. Right. right. So I, once again, they, that's they, not they on the already in plus territory. So yeah, because that that's when uh, Ali got his his touchdown, that that rushing touchdown. When honestly, I thought I thought they had him stopped, and I, I thought Ford Progress had stopped. But hey, you gotta play till the whistle, right? And and yep. ECU let up. Hey, you can't have that. You can't have that. Yeah, but the good, I mean, the defense still looked good. If it wasn't for the defense, I don't know if ECU would have even scored a touchdown in that game. They wouldn't have. They would not have scored. We could be talking about ECU being two games, eight quarters into this season without a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking Iowa numbers. Yeah. That was was, the defense literally said, here you go. Please do something with this. We we wouldn't have scored in that game. Yeah. So um, that, that, that's tough. That that's it, it, it's tough to see that Artie. And who knows? I mean, maybe maybe the Pirates can figure something out on offense. I'm not 100 percent sure that they can. So, um, yeah. I mean, that that that's all. That's all I'm going to say it is we're we're going down a, a a tough road here for for ECU um, on on offense. Yeah, and you know, it's the the worst problem you can have as a team is having an issue at the quarterback position. That is literally the 
worst problem you can have, and that is the problem that ECU now faces. We have a problem at the quarterback position. We have to get that fixed. That's 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 not a that's not a work in progress, right? Quarterback, you got to get that fixed immediately. Like that, like you have to get that done right away, or else the season is going to be derailed. You're not talking about a bad season. You're talking about a horrific. We're season. talking one and eleven season. You're talking being Gardner West awful. If you do not get this quarterback situation fixed right now, this is not a work in progress. It's got to get fixed now. Um, so that's where we are. It, it it's not where you want to be, obviously. Um, Flynn, he is trending upwards, right? I mean, he, he's, he's, he's the guy that, you know, he came in through that dart immediately. Um, again, he, he doesn't look like a world beater. He doesn't look like somebody like, we don't know if he's the actual answer, um, at quarterback. And I still believe in Mason. I still think Mason has all the intangibles. I don't know what it is that that's going on. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I can't really explain why he looks the way he looks, why a lot of these passes are being thrown into the dirt. These passes are off. He's throwing interceptions. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't understand that, but I still do believe in Mason. I still want him to succeed desperately, and I wanted to start this week. But, you know, obviously, as a coaching staff, sometimes you need to make difficult and hard decisions. If Alex Flynn is giving you the best chance at winning football games, then Alex Flynn needs to be your guy going forward. That's just that's just what it is. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in a situation where <laughs> we got the worst problem with football, and that's a problem at the quarterback position. So, yeah, I mean it's the offensive it's the offense as a whole. Offensive line, trash. Offensive line is bad. It it, it is not been protecting well. You're absolutely right. The offensive line is honestly trash. Quarterback, trash. Wide receivers are dropping a lot of balls that are that are non-contested balls. Right? Like even for Flynn, they're dropping a lot of balls. Right. I mean, and these are good receivers. Like we've seen them make plays in the past. But they're not C.J. Johnson. They're not Isaiah Winstead. They're not Zay Jones. They're not Justin Hardy. The list goes on and on. They're not those guys. But somebody's got to step up and finally say, I'm that dude. Right? And it's the offense as a whole. Running backs haven't had much opportunity. And a lot of that is on the offensive line. Right? It also doesn't help when we're running it up the middle on third and 12. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, maybe, maybe roll out a, a triple option. I mean, that, that seems like the only opportunity with, with Mason's legs to, for EC to really get anything going. And, and, and here's the thing too, you know, it's like you, you had three years to develop this guy, right? I mean, Mason is sitting behind holding for three years you had all the time in the world to make sure that this guy was ready and prepared for this stage and you failed him so the coaches got to get called out too right it's not just the old line or the offensive unit and the quarterback play as a whole it's the coaches they have to be called out coach houston donnie k we love them but you got to get called out when 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 blame needs to be put on and they did not get mason prepared the way he should have been prepared and they had plenty of time to make sure that he was prepared and yeah, so, and the play calling too. Donnie Donnie K's offensive play calling, it's it's always just been kind of eh. It, it's never been special. It's never been great. It's always been eh. It's always been we're gonna do this not to lose. Like I am coaching not to lose instead of coaching to win. I've never actually seen our offensive play calling go out and like just go and take it. Even even with the good teams and the good offenses that we've had, especially last year too. 
it, the coaching and the play calling is okay. Let's not make a mistake. Let's 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 just not lose the game. But you're not coaching to win. Yeah, and on him, this has to be Donnie Kirkpatrick's last year. Are you? If if we need to, if we're gonna make a shirt, if we're gonna make a shirt for the Boneyard Podcast, hey, it all came together last year on offense when the Boneyard Podcast made their declaration to finally fire Donnie Kirkpatrick. So here it is. If EC wants to get it going this this weekend, I guess I need to say it on on there. Fire Donnie Kirkpatrick. This man should not have a job. Not at this level of college football. Not at this level of college. Everybody knows what the play is going to be. You're going to run it up the middle. And then we're going to run a slant pattern and try to hit somebody over the middle on second down. And then we're going to run it back up the middle on third down. That's it. Yeah, there's, there's just no special qualities to the offense. There's, there's just nothing special to it. There's nothing special with the play calling, and there's nothing new. Now, I don't want to come from a man's livelihood, but, I mean, obviously. It I mean, ain't, he's it made enough. It ain't working. It's not working. You got you to call a spade a spade. I say it all the time. It's, it's not working, and and something has to change. And and obviously, you know, every everybody on Twitter and all the all the couch potatoes, they're going to they're gonna call out the players, and I, and I get that. The play has not been well. But if you really want to blame somebody, Blame these coaches. Yeah. Anything else on the bad? I mean, it, it just seemed like it after that touchdown, that trick play. I mean, it just seemed like everybody on the on the field gave up. They knew they weren't scoring another touchdown. They weren't getting back in that game. Anything else on on the bad? No. All right. Ugly. Hey, I mean, the fourth quarter. We already talked about it. You had a lead going into the fourth quarter. And like you said, we played not to lose, not to, we didn't play to win. Okay. Um, Also for ECU being, I I believe they were in the top five for least penalized teams in the country last year, maybe even top three along with like army and Navy. ECU it has taken so many penalties oh. this year. Granted, like we had our gripes with, with the officiating week one. A lot of the penalties in week two was just stupid play. You're right. Now, was, it was on us. Uh, most 80 to 90% of the penalties were us. Just like there, there, there was a couple, there was a couple in there where I was like, uh, eh, like that pass interference. There was a pass interference, I believe in the first quarter, second quarter where the guy touched the ball. And then got hit. Yeah. Wasn't even touched before then. The ball was overthrown. He had to jump and was going to have to make an Odell Beckham Jr. type catch. That was the only way he, he, he was getting that ball. So, and to call throw a pass interference, hey, it's some belt refs. Oh, well. You get over it. I mean, you got to make the next play. And you, you just don't. You got to get off the field on third down. If you have them third and long, you can't let them extend plays. I saw a lot of that from ECU. That's probably more in the bad category because you can work towards that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't be taking penalties, especially you can't sure. be taking these penalties that are they're giving up fifteen yards. 
112 yards of penalties. 112 yards of penalties. Double-digit penalties. 11 penalties. I mean, mm. you can't win football games doing that. You, you're not going to. Even if you, even if we were to play good, we would have kept Marshall in this game because of 11 penalties for 112 yards. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks. It really does. It it sucks, Artie. Um, but Marshall's behind us. You let one slip away. Now you shift your, your thoughts to traveling up the up the road, straight straight down I 40, down to Boone. Yeah. Artie, we're going, we're gonna be at this game. You and I are gonna be well, there. You are gonna be at this game. You're gonna be there. I, I I can't make it this weekend. Damn. Yeah, I had a I had a I had a I had a pre. I, there's a birthday party I have to go to. One of my one of my good friends. Her you daughter, have a birthday every year. Her her daughter's turning one, and I and I and we we RSVP'd like like months ago. So I, I I gotta I gotta go. I gotta be there. Artie. I know. I know. I was looking forward to being in Boone this week. When you hit me with a text, I was like, Oh my god, we're going to Boone. And then I remembered. I yeah. I don't even want to record the rest of the podcast now that I know that. Um, no. All right. I will be in Boone this weekend. So if if you got a place to tailgate, I know that's the, the talk of the town right now is it's hard to get a tailgate pass because they cost more than more than life itself, it seems like, up there in, in Boone and the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, but – Artie, let's shift our focus to App State. This yeah. is a pivotal game for ECU. You must win. <laughs> it's a, it's a win. I the wasn't gonna. The season's basically kind of over. You don't lose, bro. No one's game. I, I was, I wasn't gonna put the stamp on it to be a must win, but yeah, it is. No, it does. This must. It, it's a must win. It, it's a must win game. You go on the road. You go face a team that you lost by two touchdowns a couple years ago. Two down in Charlotte. You got you got to play. I mean, they're a good team. It's a we're playing another team that's at the top of the Sun Belt, right? Yeah, and they're they're fighting for they're fighting for a Sun Belt championship this year, just like Marshall was last week. And ECU hung around with Marshall, but I and I think ECU if they can figure out on offense, they may be able to hang around with App State, but I'm not fully sold on it yet. Let's talk about App State though. Six and six last year. Had the tough loss at or against Chapel Hill last year. Yeah. Beat Texas AM last year. Right? Hosted game day last year. I mean, lot, lots of big things happening in Boone. And, and they, all, all of that to say they still finished six and six, right? It, right. It, like everybody had all these high expectations for them and still, and they still do. Had to replace a lot of guys on, on this team, right? Uh, well, I can't remember what the number was. I think it was I think it was twenty eight guys graduated and fourteen guys transferred out. Yeah, had to replace a lot of talent on this on this roster. Um, without all that being said, hey, they go out they handle business with Gardner Webb. It looked a little bit closer until until this Ag- Aguilar kid came in in week one with Gardner Webb. Had me opening my eyeballs a little bit that first half against Gardner Webb, but then they figured it out and beat them like they should have. Yep. 
Then last weekend on the road, I'm not going to say a tough place to play. We, I mean, Chapel Hill hasn't beat beaten ECU in over four thousand days. <laughs> got to got to get that in. Hey, hey, but that that's a good Carolina team, though, and they almost beat. That them. is, they did, and back to back years going going to overtime with them. So, um, yeah, I mean, Artie, that's that that's really it. I mean, you, you ready to talk? You ready to talk App State with uh, the Gold Room Podcast? Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. We're going to bring on the Gold Room Podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about them. So they're internationally known as the most handsome App State podcast host, as well as the host of the best App State podcast. In the App State podcast cinematic universe, Will Strickland and Parker Stone are proud Mountaineers their podcast is number one on positivity, and they've received sponsorship offers from brands such as Arm & Hammer, Kraft Max, Cheese, ICUP, Haha, and Gildan, but always decline to show their listeners that they are not bought and sold by big podcasts. The Gold Room Podcast, welcome to the Boneyard Podcast. What an intro. What an intro. What an intro. Cracking beers. I love it. Yes. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are we feeling? How are we feeling, baby? We're good. We're good. It's good to have you gentlemen on. Yes, sir. Appreciate the invite. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I've got a, I've got a visitor on, on the podcast right now. Welcome. Here, here. Oh, is it? Oh, is wow. It, is it Bill? No, it's. Oh, it's oh. Ficklin. It's, it's this Man. asshole. It's Ficklin. This is Ficklin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> one one second, one second. Oh, take your time. It's all good. <laughs> we're Canyon vamping. If you this, need some vamping, we're uh, yeah. We're we, 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 we'll create some commentary. We are you at least going to close the door? Are you talking to the dog or? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking. trained that well. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife comes. My wife comes in here. Opens opens the door knows knows we're podcasting. All oh, she all all she needs is my wallet. <laughs> hey, story 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 of your life, right? So I mean, those, those wives, those wives, we, man. We've got we've got people watching here. Um, gotta love love, guys. My mom's watching. I sent her the link. I don't know if she's watching. Hi, mom. <laughs> love it, love it, guys. What's going on, like? There's a lot going on here in, in, in the video. Oh, how y'all yeah. doing? We we always try to you know keep it keep it to who we are. You know, right. And whenever we get an opportunity to you know we get an, an honor to like be a part of a podcast, we want to step up a little bit. We yeah. want to have some you know, production quality, match the occasion, um, and you know put on a little show. So, hey, I I love it. Hey, we're, that's we're here for it, right? And when reading y'all's y'all's bio, it, it took it took me a little <laughs> bit to get through it the first time. Yeah, and. I do want to apologize. There was a typo. Uh, it was supposed to be Kraft Mac and Cheese, not Max and Cheese. So, <laughs> oh, that was that was your flow. Apologies for that. Wow. So yeah, making me look wow. bad out here. Not to mention with with the distraction of, of somebody coming in the the Boneyard Podcast Studio here. Hey, talk um, about adversity. Talk about that adversity. Is, that is major adversity, adversity overcome. We we got. <laughs> hey, just like ECU trying to overcome adversity. Here I am doing That's it on the, the podcast. 
we're real sorry. We, we just listening to the the first segment there. That y'all are going through it right now. Yeah, we're, we're struggling. Yeah. We're struggling. Just that a little is, bit. Just a little bit. That's real tough. Yeah. That's yeah. It's it, it's not a it's not a fun place to be right now in Pirate Nation. And there's <laughs> there's optimism there, but at the same time, it's like, do we th- do I think that you we could compete with App State this weekend? I do. Do, do I expect it after watching the first two weeks of the season? I don't. So that that's kind of – and I think that's kind of the general consensus around Pirate Nation is what what are we what are we going to expect? Is, is something finally going to click for East Carolina this weekend? I don't know. And I, Must be some practices this week. <laughs> well, if this helps you guys feel any better about the game, uh, tomorrow will mark 300 days since App State's last FBS win. So and believe it or not, and that was against Old Dominion, which is kind of an FCS school. So you know, we're we're still a little unsure too. We looked great against Chapel Hill, but we we looked great last year too. So it's you know, we, we we've got the problem. I've, I've been thinking about it all week. We'll play up anytime. You know, Texas A&M last year, we played up with them. You know, even going back to like the Penn State game, we played up to Penn State. Um, and then we'll play really, really down to everybody else. Right. Like, like when we play, like, when we play Monroe, like we're down there with them. Like we're, exactly. we're down there with them. <laughs> and that, that, that seems like, I mean, that that's kind of like what ECU does, right? I mean, yeah. Navy, which I mean, they're right. playing. They're playing. Maybe at all. They're playing Memphis close earlier. I haven't checked the score again since we started recording, but I mean they they were up on Memphis earlier. Oh, tied 21-21. Memphis hadn't allowed a touchdown up until this game. Wow. Tied twenty one twenty one in the third quarter, but we can never seem to figure out Navy. Right, it's the triple option, but can mm. never figure it out. But guys, I mean, it seems like y'all have it all going on offense does seem like there's some struggles on defense at times. What are what are your thoughts about this App State team? I think uh we we recorded a new episode on Tuesday mm-hmm. and um I think our general consensus was that offense impressed mm-hmm. against Chapel Hill. We feel really confident with offense. Yep. Defense certainly room for improvement, especially on the rush defense. But overall some good takeaways yeah it it felt good that last game defensively yeah we gave up uh, over 200 yard rusher which you know never is, is never gonna be good but we also kind of we held drake made a 208 yards passing and he never really got to air it out like you expect hey, Chapel you to touchdown either right uh no he had a rushing touchdown yeah hit a rushing touchdown. overtime overtime so it there's positives there, but there are there are holes that are, that are pretty obvious by this point. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, this weekend and next weekend as well against Wyoming are kind of make or break because you know is this going to re- be a repeat of last season yeah. where we get the game day, we beat A and M, all the hype, and then we're just kind of ass. We go six and six. Yeah. We don't get a bowl game. Like we break all these streaks, all these records we had. Mm-hmm. They all come to an end. So if we can beat ECU, we beat Wyoming, then I would feel way more confident that we're actually back. We've actually yep. figured things out. Go, going in a conference play, three and one, I, I feel good competing for the Sun Belt. I don't at two and two. Yeah. 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 And that, that seems like the kind of place that ECU was in 
last year, and it seems like it's kind of work out in the same boat, right? I mean, looking back to week one, what we kept talking about was how how well the ECU defense played against Mar- or against Michigan, right? I mean, held Michigan to thirty points, really shut down probably the best running back duo in the country, and then I mean, you go out and. You have a pretty good game plan against Marshall on defense, but you can't get anything going on offense. And and so that that's where we're kind of at. Tell me a little bit about what ECU can expect from this App State offense. First, I, I, it's really impressive to me that 30, holding Michigan to 30 when you really weren't generating that much offense because your defense is still going back out there and going back out there. It, it wears you down. So only to give up 30 is really impressive there. Um, I think you can expect from the app offense, we saw a really, really balanced attack um, against yep. Carolina. Um, really good mix of runs, passes, you know, we'll air it out. Joey Aguilar has a, a really, really strong arm. Must be nice. Uh, yeah i think um the biggest thing to expect is joey california he is the real deal uh he was our second string for those of you don't know second string ryanberg was the first string during like the first quarter against gardner webb he i believe he had a compound fracture in a finger Mm -hmm. and he they taped it up he tried to play tried to play eventually took him out and then joey played really well he starts against chapel hill and he i think he played phenomenally yeah um he looked i was at that game so um he looked very poised every snap he looked like he had control he's already got chemistry with uh, deshaun davis it certainly feels like the wide receiver one just not even necessarily about skill or route or anything it's just that connection he was Mm -hmm. i think what was it all he was the only receiver above he had 117 yards everyone else had below 35 yep um, so it was just that connection was really clicking between uh, Joey and Deshaun Davis. So that's certainly something to look out for. Our wide receiver core is really, really strong. We have a lot mm-hmm. of weapons. Dalton Strowman, I think he's a sophomore young guy. He is, uh, he's, he's got, he's the one that against Troy, he tipped the Hail Mary. Yeah. So he's got the vertical. He's got the jump. He, he's a, he's a threat to, to moss a guy on yeah. any play. He had a great catch uh, against Chapel Hill where two dudes on him. Joey just had to put it up and he came down with it and got the catch. Caden Robinson transferred from UCF, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of uh, balance or a lot of distribution across the wide receivers, which is impressive. Um, running backs, Nate Noel, we finally had him back over 100 yards, which that was another record, I think, yeah. for like, was it 14 years? Yeah, it, it we was had like a thousand, back pre-FCS championships. We had like a 1,000-yard runner, and then uh, last year was we broke it. Yeah. So it was good to see that Nate's back. I don't know if it's actually been – months and years since nate had a hundred yard game it but it feels, feels like, like it. it it feels like an eternity so it's good to see him back one of the biggest concerns that app fans have had under coach clark especially last year he seemed to with the running back rotation it was more of like a peewee football like participation thing like everyone gets x amount of snaps you, it, like this guy would get a drive then someone else would get a drive right like, and, and just like third guys that are like third down you know pass catching backs would be in on first and second down and then you put like a full back it just felt in. like he they never allowed one running back to get hot and to find a mm-hmm. rhythm and against chapel hill we did exactly that nate noel was in the majority of the snaps uh, 100 over 100 yards he found a rhythm so i'm hoping we stick to that and i'm I, I know it doesn't mean anything to anyone but app state fans but 
getting back to a thousand yards rusher is like yeah. very important. Yeah. I mean, it's like a new year's resolution uh, in September, October. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's definitely something that I, I hope we focus on. I hope Nate Noel keeps, keeps putting up numbers. Nice. Now I want to, I want to ask you fellas this. I want to, I want to ask you about the rivalry it, itself. Cause you know, ECU and app, it, it's an old rivalry, but it's not like we play each other every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how, how do you guys feel about it? How does Boone feel about the rivalry? How excited are people going to be for ECU coming into town on Saturday? What does the rivalry mean for app state fans? I mean, app fans love playing in-state opponents. Yeah, really. I mean, give us anybody in-state. We're going to treat it like a rivalry game. Yeah. Um, FCS, I mean, Garner-Webb, it's just cool having in-state teams. I mean, Coach Clark made a great point. When you play in-state teams, the money is staying in the state. You're recruiting the same players. The families can come visit. It feels like more of an event than – I mean, I'm excited we're playing Wyoming because they're a great team, but it's like that doesn't really mean anything beyond a win, right? There's no – there's no rivalry. There's no passion behind that one. So any, and especially ECU, I mean, people that go to app, they guarantee they have friends at ECU. Yep. So they're trash talking, you know, everyone in high school, you go to the in-state schools. It's always fun to play those other schools. So I, people are definitely excited. We love the opportunity to have a full stadium. Um, yep. Although every time we break the attendance record, we lose. That, so that's a good point. Hopefully. That's a good point. <laughs> I did see a rumor that uh, ECU did not sell their full allotment and returned it to App. So hopefully we do yeah. not break. Well, you, know, you guys are charging like six hundred dollars a ticket to get to the games. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's market value. Market value. Market value. Hey, free market. Free market. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we were both at the twenty twenty one game here in Charlotte, um, and it was such a cool atmosphere to have a in state rivalry game between two g5 schools in an environment like that you know all the fans you know shut down uptown charlotte so yeah. it, you know that, that was a special special game yeah any in-state opponent we we love it app yeah. fans are, are really excited about it yeah i've, I've long been a, a fan and proponent for this scheduling model of look you, you have the big four when it comes to college football in the state of north carolina you got App State, East Carolina, NC State, and UNC Chapel Hill. Those are the big four. They're the four public universities that really make a name for themselves in football. Yeah, Charlotte has FBS, but nobody gives a shit about Charlotte. Mm. Nobody cares about them. So Now, to their credit, Duke might be the best team in the state this year, but that's – yeah, but yeah, but we're, ta- we're, we're talking public schools. We're talking public. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, public yeah, yeah. Duke, Duke's, Duke's student body does is not from North Carolina. That's true. That's true. I mean, most of the ECU student body is not from North Carolina either. But that, that's Fair. that's because they can come down here and, and get college a college education for less money than they can go to one of the schools up north. But um, right. uh, what I've always thought is it would be really cool. For every, you don't have to do it every year, but every other year, if the four schools came together and said, we're going to schedule y'all and we're going to have like a three team kind of round robin mm-hmm. where we play your three, your three FBS non-conference games are against each other. App yeah. State, UNC, NC State, and East Carolina. Yeah. That'd be I incredible. Think, why not do that? You can kind of have like a mini like championship trophy between you know who does the best at any given year. Yeah, I mean, there should definitely I mean, be some of that for basketball. A hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, there, North Carolina is the, is the hoop state. There's Every, no excuse for that yeah. for for not having that basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you do a you do something with the Governor's Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
football, a combination of football, baseball, and basketball. Mm. And whoever has the best winning percentage. See, yeah, that that would be that would be a tough one for us at App because we'd get yeah, we're ass. We get really good football points, and then <laughs> basketball is getting there, and baseball had a weirdly good year. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, baseball, uh, but I, yeah, but we're probably coming out in the bottom of that. We're kind of <laughs> if you put like our sports and your sports on a graph, it would kind of like make an X on a scatter plot. It'd be like football yep. high here, football low there. Baseball high here, baseball low there, <laughs> basketball kind of meets in the middle. Right, yeah. And that's, that's actually probably kind of perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could honestly probably run an ECU podcast knowing that much. Um, <laughs> All right, we're, we're game. We'll join, we'll join the ECU podcast network. The cinematic universe. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, guys, tell me. I'm So it sounds like I'm going to be the only one from the Boneyard podcast. Sadly. In Boone this weekend. Wow. Yeah, I, I can't Ooh. make it. I can't make it. I know. I know. Ooh. I mean, I've actually never caught a game in Boone either. So it's like. Neither have I. I've, oh, I've, it, I've been to Boone. your first time, it's going to be so cool. I will been, say, though, Boone is a town. Like, the infrastructure cannot support, yeah. like, 40,000 people. So uh, you will be in a lot of traffic. So try to pee before you leave. That, that's, that's a fair point that part of the experience is, is that it's kind of crazy in such a small area how many yeah. people are there. go to the go to the double decker wendy's yeah go to double the double decker, decker double yeah. decker wendy's i, I feel okay. like i remember seeing that. y'all not know about this oh it's like i feel like i remember seeing that the one time yes. I, I visited boone I Why like does I boone, north carolina have a double decker wendy's and i think ironically it's like the only one in the country yeah or one I, of a handful yeah I, I think people have always said it's the only one and i've never seen another the thing is other barstool accounts especially schools that don't we don't play often They'll post like this is at Boone's finest establishment, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, it is! It's, it's a, a double decker Wendy's." <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, man! It's great. It's good. There's a mural. There's memorabilia. Yeah. Wendy's. Love it, hey. Yep. <laughs> don't go to don't go to any of the local businesses. No, don't support them. Go to Wendy's. Let, let me ask you. There, I remember going to Boone. I went to Boone. My like my senior year of high school. That was the last time I went to Boone. I think the only time I've ever been there. Was that 2014? 20, it was 2013. Good, good, good guess that on that. Great guess. Um, but yeah, on when I went, we went, we went to go up there. We went like tubing, right? Like that, that's that's what we went and did in, in the tubes. winter. Love tubes. And we went to this restaurant, and it was more like a hole in the wall type of place. And I got this burger. And it was a it was a triple cheeseburger with each of the buns being grilled cheese sandwiches. Jesus Christ. And it was a food, it was a food challenge. I can't for the life of me remember that place, but I won it. No, you said no, you don't want that. Not, not, not know, you, could, you could have just told us you lost. <laughs> look at me. We weren't does there. It look, does it look does it look like I lost? No. But is that do y'all know that place? Is that a place like I've never I've never heard, heard, of, heard this. of this. Ever. You must have shut them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that what business? The winner gets the deed to the to the fucking property, the building. Yeah. <laughs> Man, wow. I felt like shit the rest of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you had a three cheese a triple decker cheeseburger with nothing but grilled cheeses and and meat in between all the Yep, there, two grilled cheeses with 
three patties with cheese on each of the patties Jeez. and a basket of fries and oh, a root beer. You no, know, you know those like this those what could Texas it, toast pieces what do could not it last. possibly like, been? those things got so soggy. You said it was a hole in the wall. Was it, it, it like, was like in downtown Boone? No, it was like kind of going up the mountain a little bit. It was like kind of like on the side of the road. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I wasn't even in Boone, but I thought I was. Yeah, you. You were probably like thirty. Yeah, I think maybe that burger kind of messed with your memories. Pro- yeah. Probably. You I might don't know. Eat I re- something else before they throw off your chemicals. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I I took the green room. My family, my whole family was there, and they all still talk about the day that I ate that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you had a core memory like you this could do that. Room. You could do that at. The double decker Wendy's. You can you make can it build you know, your own, and you can tell the cashier, "Hey, give me the challenge," and they'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was just there. Maybe that's where I was. You may have <laughs> you out. Might, have, might have just been a triple baconator with like an extra <laughs> bun. <laughs> can I get the Big Mac, sir? This is a Wendy's. <laughs> uh, wow. But where where are the places other than the double decker Wendy's? Where should we go? No, that's it. That, that's that's okay. There's other places. There are other yeah, places. there are. Um, if you want the Ryan Burger Burger of our yeah. quarterback, the Cardinal Cardinal Burger, even though he's okay, not playing, he, but uh, he, he has a burger. He has a broken finger, and he might need. He may not be able to hold he, the burger. He might need nil cash um, to help <laughs> the healing. Um, um, other good in terms of bars, um, Lily's. That's more yeah. of like a uh, like a. Uh, I'm gonna just be uh, more of a liberal vibe. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Yeah, yeah it, it's uh, a, it's a, it's a, it's a hip. Yeah, it's very hipster kind uh, of bar. Act, if you're an activist, you're going to Lily's, but it's like a snack bar. So all they do is like, like chicken fingers, potato wedges. Like there's normally some sort of crab sandwich or something. But it's a good vibe though. It's really cool. It's a good vibe. A lot of activism. Uh, and then you can go to Tap Room is good. Tap Room is right next door, and it might be like the polar opposite vibe. Right, no more activism. Of your, your, no activism. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's a double wide uh, bar. Actually, that's that's the establishment I'm I'm gonna want to be at. If it looks like it's a little wide. It looks a little like, like a little hole in the wall. That's, yeah. That's you cool. also got like probably the most popping bar will be River Street Ale House. Yeah. That's right next to the the rec center. Um, that's been there for forever. That's actually like probably the most college bar that's there yeah. right now. Um, okay. And you're not you're not that far of a walk from the stadium, right there. No, it's at probably, that point, it's probably the closest of the the bars downtown. Honestly, to the yeah. Stadium. Uh, River Street is probably the closest. Yeah. On King Street, um, I like Boone Saloon a lot. Controversial take: some people don't like them, but you know, I I, I like Boone Saloon. I don't care what the haters think. So big, big restaurant, like dance space upstairs, and then downstairs there's like a arcade. Yeah. You like dancing? You a dancer? I oh, dance. Jared's a dancer. Jared's oh, okay. Boom, you dabble. Boom Saloon. Boom Saloon. Yeah. It is. Boom. Boom Saloon. Yeah. Catch and me then there. there's there's a couple dessert spots. You've got Ben and Jerry's on King Street. You've got Blue Deer Cookies. Whole, uh, they have cookies. A whole lot of donuts. They have donuts. And App Cookie Co. On the way out, they have cookies. cookies. Who did we invite on the podcast, Artie? We didn't, we didn't rehearse <laughs> that. These guys? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, hold on. Let me, let, let, me, let me ask you this. Outside of that, because kind of leading in, it's about next question. What's the tailgating scene like then? Like, Is this going to be like oh. a 
you don't, you don't have to worry. Oh boy, you, you don't have to worry. So about tailgating that. is controversial yeah. this but year, but we are we there is a controversy, right? I so, actually did a walk the plank on this earlier this year. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I'll give you, I'll give you a very quick rundown. Um, basically, there's a lot. We're on a mountain, right? So whenever there's construction going on, you really can't build on new land. You basically have to rebuild on existing land. So there's an expansion going on for the business building, which is where the main tailgate lot is, Rayleigh lot. So part of that's closed. So to accommodate, they're only giving tickets to donors, like uh, Yosef Club members. So the students who used to tailgate there, there was I think they had a couple rows that were just for students. That's gone. So the primary tailgating through the school, I mean, they can figure out other spots. Yeah. Through the school is on Sanford Mall. But that's kind of uh, dumb because like you have to like, you have to schedule where you put your tent. You can only drink X amount of hours before the game. You have to be in a it's basically like there's a uh, student organization. It's like a club. like a lifeguard on duty situation. Yeah. And that's, that's no fun. Uh, so the tailgating in Rayleigh lot is fun. Like it's, you'll you'll it's still have wild. a good time. It's everybody's jammed in there. It, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, but it, it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. Yeah, I, I think we talked about that when that when that news came out already. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah we did. That. That sucks. It, 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 it also it was weird because it wasn't announced by the university. It was uh, right. it was like leaked in an email from like student orgs out to like some of the like member clubs about the change, and then that got screenshot and sent to Twitter or whatever. Yeah. And the athletic department really never made like an official. Technically, the school and athletic it. department has not made any comment on it yeah at all um and everybody was just like oh yeah they're gonna take care of students they're gonna take care of students they're gonna take care of students and just like the ncaa they lied yeah <laughs> love it love yeah. it this um, one's for you tez all right we we have a we have a uh comment on youtube it says i will oh, subscribe if cone boys shotguns a bud light Oh, I we do not. I do not have any Bud Lights in the mini fridge here right now. This person will subscribe if if you shotgun any beer right now. Who is it? Who I bet I know who it is. Who is it? Doxus. Drunk Yosef. Uh, no, the Curry Seven. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I've never met that person. I've got uh, a propel. Oh, chug geez. it. Here I don't know. Chug. If I- Okay. <laughs> nah, nah, we gotta do a beer, man. We got we definitely gotta do a beer. We're chugging anything. Okay, this is uh this is clear beer. <laughs> With the helmet on. With the helmet on. That's impressive. That's safety right there. Wow. Okay. He's about halfway through. The strap is throwing things off, man. This is tough. <laughs> I'm honestly impressed that he's had his hand up the whole time, too. He just had it, he's had it posted. You know. I've been propping it. I've I've been propping it. <laughs> yeah, he okay. has been. Okay. He has been cheating, but there is probably not a lot of blood left in it. Uh, oh God! <laughs> oh, there Will. it is, Jared. Will, there it is. Will. Go ahead, go ahead and crack you open the cold. Open the open the fridge and hand me a sweet tea. Okay. I'll I'll uh I'll indulge. Okay, hold on. We gotta do the reverb again. Okay. All right. Show it to the show it to the good people. And happen to have these guys. These are great. Those are not bad. I've actually had them myself. Love the reverb. There we go. Thank you. Love it. Love it. Uh, Oh. Wow. 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 This podcast is going to be a new subscriber. 
No, was good. Hey. I, I drank too that much. My, my finger's was... cold going down. Wow. You got to turn that down. Hmm. My hand is so nice. sweaty. Guys, y'all seem like our kind of guys. Not going to no, lie. This is it. This is it. We got we to hey. do more ECU. Y'all, y'all, y'all we got to play like, more games. Y'all seem like the App State version of us. Hey, that's we're likable guys. We're relatable. We're just your average guy. Come on. Come on. A lot of adversity here. A lot of adversity. <laughs> let, let me – is your arm getting tired? No, no you missed it. Up. He, he's got – yeah, he's had his knee under it. He's been Same. cheating. It's oh. a little special effect, a little gag, you know, a little movie magic. Yeah, a little movie magic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the Avengers animators just voted to unionize, so they got fired, so now they're working for us. So now yeah, they're we have, uh, we have a real high budget operation. Yeah, I'm so lost. It, it, it's a it's this has been years and years and years in the making. Tell us about your podcast. Um, so uh, the the Goldroom podcast. You good? I'm just thinking. Okay, all right. Um, the, the Goldroom podcast. Me and Will um <laughs> have known each other since high school, and then we were okay. roommates together at uh, at App in college. Um. And we've just had years and years and years of just like talking back and forth about anything, but then just App State sports being <sighs> students oh there and God. everything. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm trying to be serious here. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> really, this is just like a passion project. This is actually pure gold. It really started. We um App State gold, not easy. During uh the 2021 men's wow. basketball season, like we were we were App State basketball super fans. Um, kind of during the dark years of that basketball program. Um, and and just I mean, truly, we were 2016, 2017. Yeah. When we tell you there were five, three to five people in the student section. There were th- there were three. We to five. were. Y'all y'all talked about ECU basketball earlier. I was the president of the men or or of the basketball student section. For yeah. ECU, so I I understand. And ours, and ours wasn't big either. We didn't have a big student yeah. section. Either. And uh, we just like love basketball. Um, and I'm a hooper myself. And we just kind of became hooligans at the games, just you know, being the sole student section. So we did a lot. Um, and it kind of just evolved from there. I guess it's kind of how we got to here doing App State content like this. Um, but we live streamed the 2021 Sunbelt uh tournament and then the ncaa tournament uh when that team that had a 500 record um won five games in five days to win the sunbelt title in basketball we just kind of did our own commentary streamed on twitter and then kind of told everybody kind of sync up your stream with us and we'll be your commentary because we're gonna be better than what the espn plus people say yeah and we were yeah, <laughs> and then uh, we made the gold room. Uh, fall of two thousand and twenty-one. I think so. Yeah, so pretty much yeah. all our episodes, we already. This is just us. Like we already have done podcast type conversations, but just like hanging out. So yeah, we figured we record it, and uh, some people listen. Every now and then, a stranger will tell us, like, yeah. oh, "This is your podcast," and it's. It's I don't so know if that weird. happens to you guys. It's really weird when someone you don't know says they listen to the yeah. podcast. You're like, how the hell did you find this? Kinds of people. Just, just this weekend before the ECU game, we went to a bar. We had never been to this bar. And they had this drink called the Boneyard Float. We were like, oh, we got we to gotta drink this drink. It's named after our podcast. And the lady said, oh, that's y'all? 
And I was what? Like, no way. <laughs> and I was Honestly, like, it, it still freaks me out to this day. I'm like, hold on, you you know us? You you listen to the podcast? Some, you yeah. Somebody us? came up oh, to me in a Dick Sporting. I live in Winston Salem. Somebody came up to me in a Dick Sporting Goods and said, "Aren't you the guy from the Boneyard podcast?" And That's I said, awesome. What? That is awesome. That's so crazy when when uh, when stuff like hap- that happens. It was like it was like a couple years ago now. It was the first day um, of like a new job for me, and I was like at an event, and it was uh, 2021 during COVID. So like, and it was outside in the rain. So I have like a jacket on, and then like my glasses on, and then a mask, hood up, and this random kid walked up to me. And he's like, "Hey, are you are you that guy with the App State stuff?" And I was like. <laughs> How how could you possibly recognize me right now? I'm, I'm not even talking. I just had a woman message me on LinkedIn two weeks ago uh, saying she loves the show. That was awesome. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, like, this is something like we, we just do this because we find it fun. Um, so, people listening and actually liking it is just kind of extra. Yeah, this is a bonus. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. And I, I got one more question. I gotta know where where'd the cone boy thing come from? Let me take this one. Yeah, go right ahead. I'll, uh, I'll sit back, uh, get cozy. And- so when we were talking about App State basketball having no fans, I would go literally like 2016, maybe start yeah 20 spring 2016. That was my freshman yep. year. I would go and like because there was no fans there, they could everyone could hear everything I said. So I would just talk. I would just talk the whole game. I would chirp at the players, but not like the usual stuff. Like you're, you suck. But, but I'd be like, when the other team would go up for free throws, I'd be coaching them. I'd be like, all right, focus on the back of the rim, couple dribbles, don't listen to any of the noise, just focus, right? So stuff like that. And then I think one game I turned one of the programs into a cone. And then I made a poster board, like I turned that into a cone, and just escalated. And then one game when playing Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns who are usually very good at basketball and we're usually not. Uh, we were beating them like 20 or 30 points in app. So it was totally out of out of, out of of uh, the norm. The, <laughs> norm, you mentioned Charlotte. <laughs> uh, their coach, Bobby Marlin. Yes, yes. Their coach, Bobby Marlin, uh, is very low-hanging fruit. We were just making Finding Nemo jokes, right? Where's my son? Where's my son? Uh. Well, the security guards and cops come over to me and they say, hey, the coach said you're threatening his family. You have to stop. And I said, as any college student does, right? I said, oh, okay, I'll stop. Who wants the cone, right? So I'm trying to pass it out. They said, nope, you got to go. So they kicked me out into the freezing cold of January and Boone, man. Like, like I, I was on the streets. Wow. But literally, like, the next home game, we yeah. had, like, quadruple the attendance because people heard about it, me getting kicked. It was kicked. unbelievable <laughs> because, like, you got kicked out and there were, like, five people there. And then, like, the next game, it felt 20. like – yeah, like it, it, it was like a thing. Like you got, you yeah, blew up on Barstool that week. And then, so since then, it, for my birthday one year, he got me like a professional, basically like a cheerleader grade yeah. cone, like hard plastic with like, like stickers on with a name on everything. ECU That's fans my, are going to love this. <laughs> so, my, yeah. so my Twitter name is Coneboy. Um, and people like at Chapel Hill, I went to a bar, I walked in, and the guy's like, hey, are you a, are you a Coneboy? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm Coneboy. <laughs> so that's where it came from. I yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Shout out left field megaphones. <laughs> Shout out left field megaphones. Our homies, our inspiration. Shout out. 
I, I I know a thing or two about getting kicked out of a basketball game. So I was about to say, Jay, you might have you might have to plug that uh, that story real quick. It, you know, <laughs> if you don't have, oh, he's getting emotional. He's getting emotional. This is important to me. <laughs> if you don't have a police officer walk up to you at some point during a college basketball game, did you go to a college basketball game? I don't think so. Nope. No. So my, my story, and I, I've told this a time or two on the podcast, but I'll tell it to y'all. Uh, my story, women's NIT. Okay, oh, let's wow. go. That's, that's a, this is a good story. This is a good story. This is a banger off the bat. <laughs> uh, women's NIT. I, I, somebody could probably look, probably 20, 2016, I, I think. Don't check me on that. I can't remember the year that we, check, we did that. But uh, ECU, round one, ECU, NC State, inside Minji's. And I, I was leading the I was leading the Minji's Maniacs and of course they put the NC State family section stupidly <laughs> right next to the student <laughs> section. They did it every yeah. for every game. Like they were always right next to us. Yeah. They gotta think about that, man. Yeah. And After the same thing. Yeah, we gotta we, done similar. Done similar. And anyways, like they're talking shit. I'm talking shit. Like the game's close, like <laughs> whatever like and this mom is like talking shit to me like mad shit and i was like <laughs> i just told i looked at her i was like yo like chill the fuck out like, <laughs> <laughs> and i, I she, her son which i guess was like 17 i guess he wasn't a college student he started talking oh. and i said dude turn your ass around and watch the damn game <laughs> roll roll and he he gave he gave me the bird. His mom gave me the bird. His six year old sister gave me the bird. Damn. So I gave Adversity. it right back. That's I gave it right back. Oh, and I was just standing there front row. Everybody could see me. And uh, yeah, the the mom went and said that I was threatening them. And I was like, look, I, I knew I knew the officer. I'd talked to the officer plenty of times. <laughs> we were well acquainted by this point. <laughs> and I said, look, I yes, I did give her the bird, but she gave I, me the bird first. I admit it, 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 it was a it was a reciprocation of the bird. <laughs> and they said, Well, you gotta leave. And I was like, Why do I have to leave? I ended up having to go to like I had to meet with the student rights and responsibilities <laughs> organization about poor sportsmanship. What? It was terrible. Damn. I got kicked out. They took my they took my student ID. I was like, do I get this back? Damn, you couldn't even get food. I was like, this couldn't is even check out a library book. Couldn't get into the dorm. <laughs> so uh yeah, I had to I had to come back on Monday and get my my ID. But yeah, uh, got kicked out of a women's basketball game. I had one time we played UTEP, and I had the UTEP uh, basketball coach turn around and say, "Y'all are the meanest people that I've ever met in my life." <laughs> <laughs> wow! That, in that position, though, that is the highest compliment one yes. could ever give. Yes. And then my the creme de la creme of my stories is Mick Cronin, who's the head basketball coach at UCLA now. I, I, he, I, I Actually, I met him earlier this summer. That's a weird fun he, uh, he used to coach Cincinnati, and he was getting, like, so mad at the refs. Just, like, 
his veins were popping out of his head. And I just said, Mick, don't have an aneurysm. I had just no idea. He, looking out for him. Looking out I for had him. no idea he had already had one. Even more important to warn him. <laughs> that, oh my. Wow. I mean, Jared, this is common knowledge. Everyone knows he's had an aneurysm. Yeah, everybody else in the student section was like, Jared, you can't say that. I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> I do my research, but I don't do that deep of research. I'm not going through this guy's medical records. Yeah, like you could have made it like a don't have a stroke or so that's, honestly that's that's my favorite one. The fact that you said don't have an aneurysm and he had already had an aneurysm, that's my favorite Because then now in their mind you you like meant that it was like, malicious. Yeah, yes. yeah like like, like no. you knew and it was malicious. Yeah. Yes. And there are people that have carried that with them their whole lives yes. from that moment. Those ECU fans wishing Ugh. death. <laughs> Guys, go ahead. Go ahead and plug. Uh, go ahead and plug where people can find you. Um, we're, we're gonna have to start wrapping up here in a minute. Been a blast. Yeah, right. Social media awesome. manager, take it away. Yes, let me double check our Twitter username. I want to be positive at the Gold Room Pod. That is the Gold Room Pod, as in Tide Pod. Uh, follow us there. We usually record an episode about once a week. Um, we're kind of. We don't really have like a schedule. We kind of do it whenever we're available. Um, we've been doing Tuesday, like Tuesday, Wednesdays lately. Yeah. Um, um, but basically, what you're seeing here is what the show is about. Um, it's mainly app state focused, but we do usually just banter. And if we have any wacky stories yeah, from our there, lives, there's a lot of bits about just yeah. whatever. We're bit heavy. Yeah. Um, we're we're gonna. We'll have a special episode coming out in November. We do an annual retreat where we go to Meat Camp, North Carolina, which is just outside of Boone get all the fellas together and we'll uh we record a special episode there um with uh drunk yosef that's always a, a hoot nanny mm-hmm. and uh we just recently realized that on apple Podcasts we have seven reviews which is crazy we have six five stars and one one star so we are on the hunt for that one star yes. and we have a couple suspects so, so just if, if i'm just putting that out there if you did it we on your ass we we have a we have a bunch of uh on ours we have a bunch of one stars and a couple two stars and it's just a bunch of nc state fans that was was a, a, a school that, that that had beef the two stars almost I, more insulting i'm shocked we didn't get that after a m yeah we we did like a, a special like five minute segment where we like did a mock midnight yell after we beat texas a m because theirs was just like so hateful towards us and we spam that on every single texas a m post like that entire week, right. anything any of them posted. I was like, oh, this is leaked audio from the practice room. This wasn't supposed to be heard. And and it did ridiculous numbers. <laughs> and I'm surprised people didn't rate us for that. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a whole podcast called Boston College is added to the shit list. <laughs> because fuck Boston College. Because fuck Boston College. Hey, App State's got beef with Boston College. Yeah, go, we'll 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 do we'll do stuff like that too. Go, go, go. Anytime we play NC State, it's always stuck fate. <laughs> That's I like that. I like I, that that rolls well. Yeah. That that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Go go go. Listen to those episodes. I, I think one of them has like over a thousand plays on 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 all podcast platforms. So that that was that was our biggest episode. It had like twelve hundred plays on it. So go check that one out. Stuck yeah. fate. Stuck um, fate. Yeah. 
I think that was Stuck Fate version two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the V2. That's yes. that, that that's good. And then yeah, check out the Boston College uh shit list one. That that one that one's a good one. That that one's a very good one. That's after they canceled our bowl game with them. Oh. Um, so go check go do yourself do yourself a favor, guys. Go check that one out. It's fun. It's a lot of Got fun. It. Hey, Scout's honor. I'm on it. All right, guys. Uh, th- thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll, we'll have to link up. We'll link up another time. We'll link up another oh, yeah. time oh, for sure. Basketball. I, I, I don't know if you play about basketball, baseball, something like that. We're, we have we to come on. We'll talk to y'all. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Bye, guys. See ya. Wow, Artie. What a podcast. That was fun. We said we weren't going to go that long. We said we said we <laughs> and, 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 and we went that long. Here, here the fuck we are again. Hey, look, you know it was a good interview, though, when it, you really don't even break down the game. We didn't we even, can, like, really break down the game like that. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could have talked to those guys forever. Yeah, those are my kind of guys. That was fun. Those are my kind of guys. Artie, we're, we're – we're like, we're killing it this year on, on these pregame podcasts. Like, we just are. Like, so yeah, we we're not talking to the 24-7 guys anymore. We're not talking to the radio guys. We're going to have to probably find one for Gardner-Webb because I'm sure they don't have a podcast about Gardner-Webb. <laughs> like, we're going to have to find we, somebody we like to talk to. We like to come on here and have fun, man. We like to come on here and have fun. But what a fucking – I almost walked out. Like, I couldn't believe what we were talking about. Then – then Savannah just walking in at the beginning of it while I was trying to read that insane and the, bio the that they I, sent us. And the one thing I'm going to remember from that hashtag activism. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I don't. I don't think we have any Twitter questions this week, Artie. Um, let's just get straight to walk the fucking plank, and then uh, we'll do gambling corner, and then we'll get it out of here. Do, uh, do you have a walk the plank? Um, you know, honestly, outside of our abysmal performances last weekend, I don't really have a walk to play. But I, I will say, ECU football definitely deserves a walk to play after this past weekend. I, I've got a, I've got a, I could go a couple different ways. I'm gonna go Michigan State. You talking about the, the Mel Tucker situation? They fired Dan Tony because he was covering up sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Hired Mel Tucker. I don't know whether I believe this Mel Tucker story after I've read everything. I don't know. It seems like they just found – they got gift-wrapped a reason to fire Mel Tucker, it seems like. But now people are calling for them to put Mike D'Antoni back into the head coaching position. Like, what are you doing, Michigan State? Hey, I mean, look, you know, they, they, try, to, they try to prop up Michigan State like they're the end-all, be-all. Michigan scandals are buying cheeseburgers. Michigan State scandals are covering up sex scandals. Not not a cheeseburger with a not a triple cheeseburger with grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> that would be a scandal. Yeah. Having one of those. That that's mine. Um, that and can't really think of any others. Like I don't know the. Men's basketball team, the USA team, not even getting bronze. Oh man, they, yeah. what did what did lose to Germany? 
They lost to Germany, no, and we, then we had, it was a bunch of. Then they lost to Canada. I mean, we didn't. We didn't, have, the, we didn't have. You're we the have, only country that's like a basketball country. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. No, but honestly, no, no, no. That's not true because a lot of these international countries are actually really, really good at basketball. Really uh, good. Not a sport. All right. My, that's my walk the plank. All right, gambling corner, Artie. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Um, how the hell did this game get scheduled? Who who scheduled this game? <laughs> Number 10, Alabama on the road. In South Florida. At in Tampa Bay at Jim. USF. Who the who whoever the Athletic director Honestly, is that USF needs a raise. He needs a raise because South Florida has been – they've literally been the embarrassment of the American for the last, what, four or five years? They've been in a, They've been in a. They haven't won an FBA – App State, the, those guys from the Golden Room podcast, we're talking about not winning an FBS game in 300 days? USF has been – Has won actually, in like – they've won one in three years. They've been dog shit. And the fact that they're hosting Alabama at home – yeah, their athletic director deserves a damn raise. He honestly deserves a better job. He should be somewhere bigger than South Florida. Uh, Artie, did you see uh, the Alabama, like their team, before they left, ate, they were eating a gator? They were eating a cooked gator before? The, do they not realize that, that that's a different team in Florida? Yeah, who cares? They don't care. They're going to go there and win by 60. They don't care. That's disrespectful. Like, they, they just completely don't know who, even what you are. Right. They, they, they don't even know your mascot. They, they don't give a damn about you. All right. The line, Alabama's minus 33, over under 61. Is there any chance that South Florida even covers? No. Okay. All no. Right. I, look, Alabama's coming off a loss at home to Texas. They you know Saban has those boys right. Man, they're they're gonna abuse South Florida like you've never like you've never seen. This is this game's gonna be over in the first quarter. Yeah, I. This is not gonna be close at all. This is gonna be over in the first quarter. Yeah, bet bet the over, and this <laughs> this is like a seventy to like ten game, the ten kind of football game. What what'd you say? It's gonna be a sixty-five to ten kind of football yeah. Game. I said seventy to ten. So, um, all right. Oklahoma at Tulsa. Tulsa's coming off a loss last week at Washington. Uh, second straight week where they're where they're facing a top twenty-five opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma, they are two and zero. Tulsa's one and one. Like I said, they lost to lost to Washington last week. I think they beat Arkansas Pine Bluff week one. Look at look at me knowing who the fuck Arkansas Pine Bluff is. Proud of you. Um, Artie, could you tell me what the Arkansas Pine Bluff mascot is? Nope, don't care. I would say something like a maple tree or like a like a something something weird. It looks like a dragon. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I know we played them in basketball a couple of years ago. All right. Anyways, Oklahoma is a twenty and a half, twenty eight and a half point favorite. The over under. Is fifty nine and a half. Any chance they cover? Let's see. Tulsa last week. I mean, yeah, they, they lost by thirty three last week at Washington. Well, Washington also, outside of USC, is the best offense in the country. Yeah, 
like 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 dead ass. They are the best offense in the country outside of USC. Um, so I, I would give them a mulligan. It's not ECU. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Tulsa's one of those teams. They're not. They're not that bad for long. They quietly get better. And you know, fuck in, in Tulsa. Like, um, it's it's still fuck Tulsa. Yes, and they will lose this game. But I think they cover. I think, I think they cover. They and I don't think they lose by you know the what was it twenty seven and a half that they're twenty eight and a half twenty eight and a half nah they'll they'll lose by three touchdowns. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, I'll say I don't think they cover. I don't think they cover. I'm, I'm gonna say that. Uh, just really the reason being is I think that they're. They're doing pretty good, and then there's a backdoor cover by Oklahoma late it, in the game. It feels like a 38-17 ball game to me. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I, I could I could see that, but I don't know. I just feel like – I don't know. I just feel like they're they're going to get out. It's going to be a close game to start, and then – Oklahoma's going to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Florida Atlantic at number 25, Clemson. Clemson's a 24-and-a-half point favorite over under is 51-and-a-half. Artie, I'm going to lock it in. What's that? Take Florida Atlantic to cover in this football game. Okay. I thought thought you were about to say something crazy. No, that's my lock of the week. Florida Atlantic to cover. Florida Atlantic to cover, you could honestly probably get them at plus if you can get find them for like plus 17, plus 14. I I think that's good money. I don't know. I, I think I think honestly, I think some people are making too much out of the, the Duke game. I think Duke's a lot better than people think. Like I really do think Duke probably could finish the best team in the state this year. Clemson's gonna Clemson's gonna roll. Clemson's gonna be Florida Atlantic by a lot of points. They're gonna roll. I don't. I don't think FAU covers. Uh, I don't know. I I think because Clemson had had trouble to start the game last week. What was the final score, Jared? What what was the final score? (laughs) Come on now. All right. Yeah, it was sixty-six seventeen against Charleston (laughs) Southern. Come on now. But going into going into. Going into halftime, they were up, what twenty four to seventeen. They were up by a touchdown. Granted, yeah, I, I, I think I think FAU is not going to allow Clemson to score sixty six. They're not Charleston no. Southern. Um, but this is like this is like a forty five to 10, 45 to fourteen kind of football game. Mm. I'm taking the over, but I, I do think I I don't think that. Clemson beats them by twenty five or more. Like it'd be like it'd be like it'd be twenty seven fourteen at halftime, right? It'd, it'd be something decent, and then Clemson's gonna roll. All right. So you're taking Clemson. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Florida Atlantic, and then uh, all right, Artie. Army at UTSA. This is on Friday night matchup of uh two potential. Or a potential future American Conference matchup. Yeah. Both teams trying to get to two and one. 
UTSA is minus eight and a half. Uh, over under is forty four. Your thoughts? Because of the style of play that Army likes to play, give me the under. Even though UTSA has a very good offense, they can put up some points. Give me the under. And give me UTSA. This this is going to be a close game for three quarters. And I think UTSA pulls away late. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking like 27-20 kind of ball game. So Army cut. Well, I took the under. No, I'm thinking like 24-14. All right, UTSA. I'm also gonna I'm gonna take the under UTSA twenty-four Army. I think I think Army can cover. Army seventeen. Okay. I feel like that's a respectable game on a Friday night. Yeah. All right. So you took UTSA to cover. Just making right. sure we have it in the notes. Yeah. No, we're we're down a, another intern, Artie. We're back to the OGs. It's just um, the OGs, baby. That's all we need. All we need is the OGs. That's all we need. All right, ECU at App State. App State's minus eight and a half. Yeah. Artie, this may be the pivotal point of the season for ECU. We talked about it earlier. This is this has become a must-win game. You win this game, all is okay. You finish. Non-conference, two and two. You try to find four more wins, five more wins in conference play. Mm-hmm. Okay. ECU at App State. There's a lot that rides on this game. And we've put ourselves in a bad spot. But I do think that ECU can compete with App State. I really do. And if if they figured something out this week at practice, which I hope to God they did, they can they can definitely win this game. App State, like I said, App State is a lot like Marshall. And ECU hung with them, hung with Marshall last week. And it wasn't until late in the game that Marshall had a trick play. And then the wheels came off. Right? I think this is a game into the fourth quarter. I... I don't know how I feel about that. ECU to cover, though. I'll let you talk first. This is must-win territory. Um, ECU has to play – honestly, ECU has to play the most desperate that it has played in a couple of years. This is this is like – and, then you know, you don't want to play like you're desperate because it's just week three, but you kind of have to, right? I mean, this is this is must-win. You can't, you, can't, you can't start 0-3. You, you can't. You cannot start 0-3. And I, I know the schedule eases up, you know, from weeks four through seven or whatever. Um, but, you know, we know what the back half of the schedule looks like. We know the gauntlet that we have. We know the teams that have played in the American um, that are looking pretty good. You cannot start 0-3. And so there's got to be a level of urgency and desperation in this East Carolina football team. And they have to understand, like, we have to get it done right now. This, this is not a work in progress. The mindset cannot be work in progress. The mindset has to be it's got to start right now today um with that being said yeah we we have the intangibles we have the skill set we have the we have the players to go up to Boone and win that football game not compete we have the players to go up there and win that football game will they show up that remains to be seen i know this defense is going to keep us in the game for at least three and 
three and a half quarters. All right, so it's not that we're going to get blown out. We're not going to Boone and get blown out. I know the defense is going to keep us in the game. I know Blake Harrell is going to have a great game plan for whatever they got. It's really on this offense. It's on this offense, on the play calling. Are they going to show up? Are they going to deliver? Are we going to be able to get passes down the field? Is the receiver going to step up and do what he's got to do? Do I feel good about winning this game? Of course not. We started 0-2. We got blown out at home last week to Marshall. No, I don't feel good about going up to Boone and winning this game. But can we win this game? Yes, we can. Do we cover? I, I don't know either, to be honest with you. I, I have no idea if we cover. So, Fuck say it. you. covers. What's your score? Give me a score. Give me a score, Jared. Look, man, it's a podcast now. We're here to give we're here to give out predictions. Um, the over under is forty seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take. Whoever wins wins twenty four to seventeen. Okay. I think 27 to 20. And I, I think it's a it's a defensive slugfest for for a long time. The offenses wake up a little bit in the second half. And then I think ECU is gonna 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 put something together in the fourth quarter and put it away. Because this is a must-win game. So I'm I, saying 27-20. I see this game being a lot like the ECU at, uh ECU Marshall game back in 21, where ECU really needed a win. And, then, and, and they, they were down. They were down. They put something together. Like what? Don't don't be surprised if this game feels a lot like that yeah. on Saturday. And that's that's a game that had we lost that game, that probably would have derailed our season. Exactly. So, yeah. The, I can see there's that. been there's guys on this team that have been there before. Okay. Anything else already before we close it out? Nah, man. We're sitting right at an hour and a half. I like it. Long podcast. But a good podcast. Awesome. Well, be sure to check out VSN Variety Sports Network. Follow us on social media at Boneyard Podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. While you're at it, subscribe to us on YouTube. Do it. It takes five seconds. We're trying to get our subscribers up. It's still something fairly new for us. Our numbers have gone up every week. Hey, do it for us. If you do it, you're a friend of the podcast. Also, leave us a five-star review if you do that. You're a friend of the podcast. Tell us where you listen in that in that uh tell us where you listen, whether it's the car or at work. Yeah. Tell us that in, in the review. We want to know. Also, if we start a blog, would you read it? Let us know. Let us know. DM us. If you're listening this far, DM us and let us know if you would read our blog. Alright, Artie. That's all I got. Let's be that. Let's go to Boone and get a dub, damn it. I know y'all, we out. Deuce. Peace.